Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 23. Today, I am sharing how to price for profits. Running a business is all fun and games until you realize that your bank account might not be reflecting the hard work and time you are investing into making your dreams a reality. As a girl who wants to raise up profitable businesses, this episode is a must. I want you to be going to the bank and cashing checks that make you proud. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses, so you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher and welcome to today's episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Today I am going to be all sweaty palmed and rosy cheeked as we talk about something we usually love to shy away from and that something is pricing. Now don't get nervous, don't turn this podcast off, let's talk numbers today and while it usually makes us uncomfortable to talk about money and all of these things. It is so important that you are planning for profits in your business. And so today I'm going to walk you through a few of the steps on how to price yourself for profits and how to lose the stress that pricing induces on all of us day in and day out. So let's be honest, being a creative entrepreneur is a hard gig, but nobody prepared us for how hard it would be to set a price on our products, services, or offerings right? Because we're passionate people. We're so excited and we're talented and we want to share our talents with the world, but we never thought about having to put a number on what we're worth. And that thought is terrifying. Can I get an amen? 
We are so close to our work because we love what we do. And so when it comes time to say, this is what I'm worth and this is what I'm charged, we clam up and we want to hide under a pile of blankets. But here's the thing. When you start charging for profits and you know your numbers with confidence, it becomes a heck of a lot easier to say, these are my rates. This is what I charge. No, I don't offer discounts. And if this isn't the right fit, that's okay because it's going to be the right fit for someone else. That is where the magic happens, my friends. And it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen emotionally It has to do with knowing the science of your numbers and being able to speak to them with confidence. And so today I'm going to walk you through how I do different things with my pricing in order to have that confidence and say, I know I'm worth this. And I know that if you choose me, I will make it worth every single penny for you. So let's back up to Jenna five years ago because it wasn't quite the case. And I definitely didn't have this sort of confidence. I remember the first time that someone offered to pay me to take their photo. Here I was, this girl working a corporate gig job in a windowless office. And I had bought a camera on Craigslist for $300. This camera allowed me to take one really cool picture of a cat one time and I posted to Facebook and I said, I am now accepting jobs as a photographer because obviously why wouldn't you? I mean, if you had one really good picture of a cat, obviously you should go into a career as a photographer, right? At least that's what I thought. So I remember the first time that somebody said, I will pay you a hundred dollars to do photos. I thought I hit the jackpot. If you would have seen me, you would have thought that this girl had to have won the lottery. Nobody would be this excited about $100, but I was, right? Because when somebody finally says, I will pay you to do what you love to do, it feels like you won the lottery. I mean, how lucky are we to get to provide an income doing something that fires us up, doing something that excites us or makes us want to get out of bed. I mean, that's pretty freaking awesome. So with that $100, what I didn't realize is that I was actually making no money because I had already spent that $100 before it had even landed in my wallet. I probably went out to buy some yoga pants. But what I didn't realize is that that $100 was actually going right back into my business without me realizing it. So let me preface this episode today in telling you that I never went to debt for my business ever, and I highly advise against it. I hate the thought of starting your passions in the hole in the red and having to hustle in order to simply break even. There are a few instances where I think, well, maybe that was smart. Things like courses or education that is going to help you get things up and running quicker and more efficiently. But beyond that, I truly don't think you should go into debt for your business because then you are working out of a place of fear or necessity instead of a place of passion and serving. And so I want to lead off this episode in just sharing that fact about me that I never went into debt for my business. I always was using my full-time job to help afford me getting started as a photographer. So I want to walk you through 
today's episode. And I want to let you know that I've created a profitable pricing guide. It's 10 pages. Don't let that intimidate you. And it literally walks you through step by step in knowing your numbers, how to do the calculations. It's not very scary. And when you do this, something is going to transform in your life, something big, because you are going to have the confidence to say, I know I'm charging the right prices that are going to sustain me and my goals and help me be a profitable business that is going to be in business for a long time. So you can get your profitable pricing guide at golddiggerpodcast.com today in the show notes. Please do this because it is going to change the way your business works. And I'm really excited about it too. I've had this for years and I literally run these numbers every single time I go to price something. So the first thing you have to think about is you need to plan for profits. And we're going to talk about all the pitfalls we fall into as creatives. But the first thing you need to know when you go to price your product or your service or your offering is you need to know how much money you need to make. And this is going to look different for everyone because some of us are full-time, some of us are part-time, some of us are paying for an entire family, some of us, this is our fun money. And you have to look at your actual circumstances and say, what do I need in order to survive? What do I need in order to pay the mortgage or pay the electric bill or whatever that looks like or buy groceries or go to Subway or get me a new pair of Lululemon yoga pants for goodness sake. And so you need to know exactly what that number needs to look like for you. This part scares people. I mean, it's scary to sit down and say, what are my expenses of being a human and how much money do I need to make in order to continue living as a human? And what I want for you to understand in this is that everyone's circumstances and situations are going to look different. And this, my friends, is why you never go onto Facebook and ask other people what they charge for something, okay? I see this all the time in Facebook groups. People will be like, how much do you charge for this? Or how much should I price this for? But what they're forgetting is that everyone's income circumstances are totally different. And if we're just asking about this one product or offering, we're missing the big picture, the big scope of what we actually need in order to survive. And so the first step of knowing how to price yourself needs to come from the power of knowing what you need to make in order to pay your bills. So for me, when I was first starting out, I had a full-time job. I worked for Target. I was in human resources and I made about $50,000 a year straight out of college. Great job, good benefits, all the things, whatever. I knew that if I wanted to become a photographer full-time, that I wanted to make about that amount of money because that was enough to help us pay our rent at the time. It was enough to pay the bills, to be able to go on one vacation a year and afford a lifestyle that we were living. And so I knew when I started my business that, okay, this is about the number I want to be at. So I was able to start to think about, well, how am I going to price my services? How much am I going to work? What is that going to look like in order to reach that income and match that salary? And I think that that was a really smart place to start. A lot of times we don't put into account what we need to make. And so we just start charging these prices and we're like, oh, this will do or this will be about right. But when you actually say this is how much I need in order to live, man, that's real power right there. And when's the last time you actually added up all of the money you were spending on all the things that you were doing every single month or week or year? 
right? So the first step in knowing how to price yourself comes from the empowerment of knowing how much you need to make and understanding that everyone's situation and circumstance is going to look different. So no two businesses are the same. And this, my friends, is why we want to get to number two. You cannot price your services, your products, or your offerings emotionally. I want to say that again. We can't price ourselves emotionally. And I need to reaffirm this point because as creative entrepreneurs, a lot of times we are so emotional about our work. We're very attached to it. We're very connected to it. It is an extension of our soul and our passion. And so that is why pricing makes us feel so uncomfortable, right? That is why when people are like, how much do you charge? We like don't even want to go there. We're like, oh, isn't the sky really pretty right now? (laughs) Because it's really uncomfortable. We're passionate about what we do. It's a lot harder to put a tangible number on things like that. And so this is why we can't price emotionally. Now, when I was first starting out, I remember scouring the web for all different photographers in my area. I looked at more photography websites than the most indecisive bride on planet Earth looked at because I wanted to see, well, what are people charging? What should I charge? Am I better than them? Am I worse than them? Should I charge more than them? Should I charge less than them? And basically, because I felt like a fraud as this businesswoman turned Craigslist photographer career woman, I just wanted to fit in. I didn't want to stand out. I was too afraid to stand out. I wanted to look like everyone else so that I didn't look like the fake that I felt like I was. And so when I started approaching pricing from a place of equations and not emotions, that is where that actual confidence came in. What I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, that is when I was able to finally start to look at things and say, this is what I'm worth. I know that because I've ran the numbers and this is what I need to charge in order to make my income goals. So now that we have our income goals, let's talk about our expenses. A lot of times we forget to talk about expenses and a lot of times we don't even know if we could speak to them. Do you guys watch Shark Tank? I love the show Shark Tank and something I love about it is that it's so numbers based. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I was a mathlete. (laughs) Yes, I was on the math team and proud of it because I loved numbers. And so going into business was actually a really great thing for me because I looked at it from more of a numbers standpoint and less of an emotional standpoint. And that's why I love to say that I feel like I am a CEO first and an artist second, because I've always had a grasp on my business when it came to the numbers. And it was really It allowed me to compartmentalize my passion of the art and the sense of business and knowing exactly what I needed to charge in order to reach those goals. So now that you know your bottom line, regardless if this number is something you're aiming as a supplemental income or if it's a bread and butter for your family, if you honestly know exactly what you need to make, you're going to know what your goal is. So when we start to talk about expenses, Now we can start to figure out, okay, we're getting one step closer into knowing what we need to charge. And I wish that somebody would have told me about this stuff before I dug into my dream world. So if you have yet to actually start a business, here is my biggest piece of advice. Start now and run the numbers and do it right. I am so thankful that I registered my business, that I filed for taxes, that I got an accountant that I did all that scary legal stuff right away. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, 
it's time to start looking into making your business a real deal because you want to be too legit to quit for real. So I am one of those people that loves to run the numbers. And so I want to talk about the two different kinds of expenses, because let's be honest, running a business is expensive stuff. It's filled with all of these evil hidden expenses that we often forget about when someone offers to pay us $100. And if we don't start planning for these expenses now, you might not be profiting at all. So there are two kinds of expenses. There are fixed expenses, and then there are variable expenses. So fixed expenses are going to be a part of every single project or post or shoot, regardless of if you do one of them or 20 of them. So examples of fixed costs include supplies, equipment costs, web hosting expenses, insurance, things like that. You're going to have to pay for your insurance, regardless of if you're doing one job or 20 of them. You want to think of your fixed expenses as things that you're going to have to pay no matter if you're busy or if your calendar is empty. Variable costs are based on what kind of projects you are doing, so the scope of the work that you're completing. So examples of variable costs include travel, renting equipment, contracting assistance, packaging, postage, that kind of stuff. And these costs are going to vary based on the scope of the project, and they're going to be different on a client-to-client basis. So what I want for you to do is I want for you to take some time to write down each and every expense from start to finish on a project or for a client. Don't forget about items like postage and travel fees and website hosting and advertising packaging. Make the list and include every single thing you can possibly think of and then categorize each expense as a fixed expense or a variable. This is going to help you when you go to determine your break even point, which is going to be laid out for you in that profitable pricing guide. So the next thing that you need to think about is profit. So now that you know what you need to make and you know how expensive things are, you have to plan for profits. And one of the biggest things I see entrepreneurs making a mistake on is that they aren't making every single package or product profitable. So they'll know their numbers for one part of their business, but they won't know them for every part of their business. And so when they start to create these packages with all these elaborate offerings, they're actually not making money because they're losing the profits that they knew they were going to make in some of the other numbers that weren't quite determined. So when you think about expenses, it's really easy to think of monetary expenses, but have you thought about the expense of your time? I know I didn't. When I got offered to make that first $100, I didn't take into account that it was going to take me about eight to 10 hours just to complete that shoot from driving to the shoot, to the actual shoot, to editing it, to delivering it, all of those things. I never thought about the expense of my time. And if you do the math on my corporate job, I was making about $100 a day. And so I wasn't making $100 in that hour of shooting. In fact, I was probably not breaking even at all. And so I want for you to think about the expense of time because when you are saying yes to work, you're saying no to other things like hanging out with your spouse or watching the Gilmore Girls on Netflix or whatever that looks like for you. And so expense doesn't just come in the monetary value that you're spending on things. It also comes when we talk about time and how much time you are spending on your work or your project or your client. So one of the biggest tips of advice I have is to make every single offering profitable. Now, when you price for profits, 
you are so much less likely to offer discounts. Why? Because you have ran the numbers and you know, this is exactly what I have to charge in order to make the money that is going to go towards my big overarching goal, right? And so the second that I actually knew my numbers was the second that I stopped offering discounts. Here's a funny story. When I first started out, I priced myself based on what other people in my area were charging. And when I would send out that first email, it literally said, none of these prices are set in stone. I realize that every wedding has a budget. Feel free to share any budgetary concerns and I will be willing to work with you. What I was basically telling people is I'm not confident in the number that I have on this sheet here. And if you want to negotiate like we're at a flea market, I'm totally down for that because I'm desperate for work. Scary, right? That right there, if I were a bride and I saw that, I wouldn't trust that photographer because I'm like, they don't even believe in the work that they're doing. So if you are in that place right now, I want for you to come at pricing with confidence so that you can say, this is exactly what I charge and I know that I'm worth it. And I know that my time and my expenses are going to be covered when I charge this price. So when I go to set my prices, specifically with wedding photography, because I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to, I actually don't bundle a bunch of products and services together. And I'm going to explain why. The reason why is because when you start to create these bundles of products. So for example, if I had this golden wedding package and it had eight hours of shooting, plus a second shooter, plus an engagement session, plus an album, plus two canvas prints and five eight by tens, right there, your client is going to start putting monetary values on what they think each of those offerings are worth. And for you, in order to actually be profitable on all of those things, it's probably going to cost more than what the client thinks it's worth. And so instead of offering these Mondo bundles, I actually love to do a la carte pricing. And I do this for a few different reasons. One, it keeps my pricing super simple. So the clients can put together a package really easily that suits their needs and that they value. So when I go to do my pricing, I'll have six hours on a wedding day, eight hours and 10 hours. Those are the three main base options. And then they can add on things like a second shooter, an album, an engagement session, prints, whatever that looks like, because every single a la carte item is priced for profits. And so if I were to throw in a complimentary engagement session and my clients were like, oh, we actually have a friend who's a photographer that's going to do our engagement session. So can I get a discount on that? Or can you just take off some money? Of course, I would feel obligated to do that. And that could be cutting into my profits. And so when I let my clients build their dream package, I know that every single thing they're adding on is adding to my profits. So my six hour package is just as profitable as my eight hour package. When I look at the profit of the amount of time I'm spending, both shooting and editing, as well as what they are paying me in terms of my expenses. I have priced those both so that I wouldn't be disappointed if somebody picked that six hour package. Instead, I would be like, awesome. I only have to work for six hours on a Saturday and this is how much I'm going to make. And so when we start to put together these really extensive bundles and we try to give our clients all of these things that we think they should value, they're actually putting prices in their head on what they think they are. And chances are you're going to get asked for a discount if they don't value something. 
The other reason why I don't offer anything complimentary is because when you hear that word, you significantly value it less. So a lot of times photographers in general will offer a complimentary engagement session. And I advise against this for many reasons. Number one, if your clients don't value it, but they're going to take advantage of it just because it's free, you're probably going to be doing a shoot that you're not going to love. Why? Because they don't value it. So the bride's probably not going to get her hair and makeup done. They're probably not going to be super keen on choosing a really cool location. They probably aren't going to go out and buy new outfits for it or actually think about the styling of their session. And if they don't want it altogether, they're just going to ask you for money off because they're going to say, well, that's not really important for us. So how much money can you take off of this package? So right there, you're already discounting your offering. And that's never a good place to start a relationship. So I love to do a la carte pricing because I run the numbers for every single thing. So if I'm going to offer an album, which is a tangible product, I'm going to look at how much time does it take for me to put together an album? How much does the album cost? So what is the expense for it? How much is the shipping? And then I run all the numbers and I make sure that both my time is paid for as well as the costs are covered. That way, if a client does want an album and they come back and they're like, hey, I'd love to order an album. I know that I'm getting paid for not just the album itself, but also for the time involved. And my clients truly value it. So I'm not just throwing in an album and they're like, well, we didn't really want that or we were going to make our own anyways. Right. So that is why I personally love a la carte pricing. And I think it's really empowering as a business owner to do it that way, because you know that every service or product that your clients are choosing is something that they value because they're willing to pay for it. And the more skin in the game that they have, the more that they're going to value it, they're going to make sure it's worth their time and their expense, and they're likely going to respect you and the service that you're offering that they're paying for, right? Pretty cool. So the next thing I want to talk about is you don't want to price emotionally because when you do that, you're likely making yourself a tiny fish in a big pond. What am I talking about? Let's go back to Jenna five years ago when I first started and I looked at every other photographer's website and I used the totem pole of emotional pricing and said, well, I'm better than them. So I'm going to charge a little higher than them, but I'm not as good as them. So I should probably charge a little less than them. What I didn't realize is that I was literally setting myself up to be price shopped. So that first year when I went to leave Target and I wanted to match my $50,000 a year salary, I knew how many weddings I needed to book in order to make that happen. So I I booked 25 weddings. That was enough to cover my expenses, pay my taxes, and still make about the same income that I was making at my corporate job. But what I didn't realize is at that price point, I was this tiny fish in this giant Wisconsin photography pond. I was charging the median price, which isn't a terrible thing. But what I was doing is I was blending in and trying to make myself look legit. And I was basically setting myself up to be price shopped because the only difference from me to photographer X, Y, and Z is our prices. I didn't have any personality in my branding. 
I wasn't able to communicate why I was worth what I was charging. I didn't have prices that I was standing behind as I told you what my email said. And so basically I would send out this little Word document with my three packages on it. And that was that. And what I imagine was happening is that these clients were probably looking at five different photographers, printing out their pricing sheets. They didn't really care about the actual photographer. They just needed good wedding photos and then choosing based off who was the cheapest. And so one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to pricing is that wherever you live is limiting what you can charge. I hear it all the time, specifically in my courses. When we talk about pricing, people will be like, well, my demographic is like super tricky and, you know, people just don't really invest in this. And it's, you know, it's a really hard spot to be. Guys, I started my business in a village of 1,200 people and a lot of cows in a tiny town in Wisconsin where I had zero connections, right? So trust me, I understand tough demographics. I get it. I understand it. I am with you. But here's the thing I want you to think about. I want you to think back to your school days, you know, those awkward days where you probably had braces and glasses and all the awkward things that we did as kids. There was always somebody that was very wealthy in your class, And there was always probably somebody that was really struggling to get by as well, right? Every single area, I don't care if you're in a tiny town or a giant booming metropolis, every single area, there is going to be a span of people that are going to have different income levels. They're going to value different things. They're going to be willing to pay for different things. And so when I was so afraid of raising my prices in order to reach these new income goals of reaching six figures or whatever that looks like, I reminded myself, Jenna, if you raise your prices, you no longer have to attract 25 brides in order to reach your goal. You only have to attract 15. And you just need to speak directly to those 15 people. You need to stop trying to reach every single girl that has a diamond ring on her finger. And you need to focus your efforts on speaking directly to those 15 people and communicating why you're worth every penny and why you are the right person for them. And you don't need to worry about being price shopped anymore because your prices are already setting you apart. You just need to let them know that the experience is going to be worth every single penny. And so when you have those numbers to back you up and you set these goals and you say, well, this is what I want to make and this is how many jobs I'm willing to do. So this is about what I need to charge in order to cover my expenses and have that type of profit. There's so much freedom in that. And for me, that freedom looked like stopping and stop trying to appeal to the masses, stop screaming to the masses and emailing every single person that I see get engaged on Facebook And instead, it looks like really hyper-focusing on those 15 people. That's it. When you think about that, isn't that incredible that you could just speak to 15 people or whatever that number is, 15, 50, 100, whatever that number is, knowing that if those 15 people hire you, you're going to reach your income goals and you can stop trying to reach all of those other people that you've been trying to reach for all those years. Amazing, right? So another thing that I have chosen in my business, and this is definitely not for everyone. And so if this is not for you, just 
listen and move on. Forget about it. But I am not a person that loves to push sales. I am the most awkward saleswoman when it comes to things like pushing albums and products. I love to offer them if people want them. There's an invitation for them to order them. But I am not the kind of person that would feel comfortable having my bride and groom come over and then being like, okay, you need to order prints today or else you're never going to get them. That kind of tactic, it just doesn't fit into my business model. And that's okay. And if it fits into yours, I know so many people who do an incredible job at in-person sales and they love that side of the business and they do really well with it. It's just not part of my personality or my vision for my business. And so I love to make sure that my prices are profitable upfront. So when I book a wedding client, I know that what they are paying me upfront is enough to help work towards that bigger goal. So I don't have to finish that wedding and then be like, I need to get them to spend another $1,000 in order for me to hit those revenue goals. I know that from the get-go, if they're signing up and they're paying these prices, I am closer to my revenue goals. I'm charging what I'm worth and I'm able to keep that workload that I want. And so I don't do a ton of product sales post-service. And for me, it's a decision that allows me to keep the relationship with my clients not sales-based. So when they book me up front, they pay the deposit, they pay for the wedding, and then on their wedding day, no money is exchanged, nothing is worried about, all the finances are behind us. And then it's just a fun, I get to deliver their images and share things and gift them and do things like that that heighten the experience without having to take their checkbook out again afterwards. And so that's just what I've chosen I love to keep the money things online and not in person because I think it's incredibly awkward standing there while somebody is writing you a check or pulling money out of their wallet. And so I love using HoneyBook to send out my invoices and to get paid and to do all of that online so that all of our in-person interactions are not dealing with money. Because like I said, why are we like this? Money makes us so uncomfortable. Maybe this whole conversation is just making you uncomfortable. I hope not. But I love with my clients dealing with money and stuff online so that when we're in person, we're not worried about money. Money isn't a stressor. It's not making us feel uncomfortable. We're not talking about how much they owe or when they need to pay me. It's all handled and outlined and the expectations are set from the get-go. And it just makes the relationship feel so much less like a vendor and so much more like a friend. And to me, as a wedding photographer, that is so important to me and to my clients and to the brand that I run. And so that's why I do it that way. So when we are thinking about money, there are a couple different numbers that you need to crunch. Again, you can do this all in the profitable pricing guide, but there are things like your project working rate and also your non-project working rate. And these two numbers are outlined very well in the guide. But basically, your project working rate is what you are getting paid when you're actually doing the service. So for me, that would be shooting images. How much am I making per hour when I'm shooting images? Your non-project hourly rate is when you are doing other things that are helping you get the final product delivered. So things like that would be editing or putting together print orders or designing an album or creating a blog post. That's all time that you're spending, but it's not when you're actually performing your main service. And so a lot of times when we set our prices, we forget about these non-project working 
hours, right? So we look at it and I know our clients have probably looked at it and they're like, she's making $5,000 for working eight hours, which is totally not true. They're forgetting about all the time that we spent emailing our client meetings. If we do client calls, they're forgetting about all the expenses from gifts to driving to equipment, all of that kind of stuff. They're forgetting about the editing and the blogging and the delivery and the cost to deliver and all of those things. And so it's so important when we look at our pricing to make sure that we're not just charging for the amount of time that we're performing our main service. So let's say you're a calligrapher. You're not just going to charge for the hours it takes for you to actually be writing calligraphy. You also need to charge for the amount of time that it takes you to prepare an invoice, to print off all of the things that you need in order to know what to write, the amount of time it takes for you to go to the post office or to go source your paper or your ink things like that. And so when you're thinking about pricing, I really challenge you to not just think about the time that you're performing the service, but all of the hours that go into serving your clients in a well-rounded way. And so a challenge for you that I think is really good to do, and I do this every year, is I will track the amount of time for one client from start to finish. So I will just pick a random client and then every single time I'm working on anything for them, I will time it. So even if it's emails leading up to the service, I time all of that out. And so I know that every wedding client ends up being about 40 hours. That's crazy, right? So instead of thinking I'm making $5,000 in an eight hour day, when you look at it and you're like, okay, she's making $5,000 for 40 hours, plus she has all these expenses that are being deducted okay, suddenly that profit margin decreases. And while it's still contributing to the bigger goal, it's not as sparkly as that initial $5,000 looked, right? So now that you've gone through the process and hopefully you're going to go through the profitable pricing guide and you can know your numbers with confidence, you're going to have a better gauge on what you should be charging for your talent. And I want you to know that these numbers are not going to be set in stone. So as you grow and develop your talent and your business, these numbers should reflect that. If you're investing in your education through workshops or online classes, if you're upgrading your equipment, if you're gaining experience with other clients, you should consider raising your price to reflect that. There are a ton of different pricing strategies out there, but what I want for you to take away from this is that you are worth being profitable. Popular, my friends, doesn't pay the bills, but profitability does. And you're worthy of making money doing what you love. And honestly, all I want for you to get out of this is to get into the world and to make things happen. I want for people to pay you what you are worth. And I want a few of those pennies to make it into the piggy bank for you. No matter where you are in your journey as a business owner, profitability is going to trump everything else. It's greater than popularity. At the end of the day, it's going to be the one thing that allows you to live the life that you have been dreaming of, to travel to the places on your bucket list, to contribute to your retirement fund, to start college funds for your children, to give your dogs a good life, to buy a good bottle of wine, you know, all these important things. And so as you go through pricing, I want for you to really start to take a step back and say, is my bank account reflecting the amount of time and energy that I'm spending on this passion of mine? If I were to look 
at my bank account and say, does this make sense for what I'm charging? I want for you to say clearly, yes, this reflects the amount of work that I'm doing in my business. This reflects the amount of time I'm away from my family and friends. This amount is paying the bills and helping me get closer to my big goals of going full time or of supplementing my income or helping my family or even using that money to serve others in need. And so I hope that this pricing episode was so helpful for you. Again, you can pick up my 10-page profitable pricing guide complete with all different equations and it'll walk you through step-by-step into knowing what you need to charge in order to reach your biggest goals. And you can pick that up at golddiggerpodcast.com. Find it in the show notes. You can download it and get to work today. And what I would love to hear from you is once you listen to this episode, I would love for you to tell me the change in the prices that you're charging. I'd love to hear your empowerment through knowing your numbers or where you maybe weren't charging enough or where you were able to adjust things to help you get closer to your biggest goals. So go to the Facebook group that we have for Gold Digger Podcast Insiders. You can find it on Facebook and join us there. And I would love to just hear your experiences with this because I know pricing is awkward and I know we can feel uncomfortable about it. But I also know that when you have confidence to say, this is what I'm worth and this is what I'm charging. And when I say no, it's not a negative thing because it's opening up room for a yes that is going to help me get closer to my big goals. That is when some incredible magic happens both in your life, in your bank account, and in your business. And so I hope this episode of the podcast was helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. And until then, my friends, keep on digging those biggest goals. And remember that popular doesn't pay the bills. Profitability is going to trump all. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold-digging dream chaser, you.